Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Pop Culture University, where we talk about what is going on in pop culture and see what we can learn from it. I'm your host, Patty Eminger. You may know me as Patty Pop Culture from TikTok. If it's your first time here, thank you so much for coming. Take a seat wherever you would like in the classroom. If it's not your first time here, thank you so much for coming back. I love you. I stand you. I'm in your fandom. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Again, we're going to do two days a week now. That just makes more sense, frees up time for people, and we can talk about just as much tea, to be honest. So the last whole week, I'm going to explain why I didn't have an episode on Friday, was because I had the worst flu of my life, which is crazy because last episode we talked about Cardi B saying that there's this terrible flu going around. I don't think I had the one she was talking about because she was saying like people were vomiting and diarrhea-ing like so much. And thankfully I didn't have that. That would have fully depressed me and I would have waved the white flag on life if you know what I'm talking about. But I had a really bad flu. Like, think of every single flu symptom, but tenfold. Like, runny nose so much, my face was, like, wet. I couldn't wipe my nose fast enough. It was so embarrassing. And body aches that were terrible. Like, my hips hurt as if I was a 90-year-old woman. And I literally felt like if I fell over, I wouldn't be able to get back up. So, thank God I went to the Minute Clinic at Target. (laughs) Because they solve all your problems there. Best doctors in the country at the minute clinic and i got like tamiflu and i'm feeling a lot better but it was the worst flu stay safe out there with these sicknesses going around covid the flu whatever so there's a lot of heaping tea today it's a good episode we're gonna talk about a song that ariana grande did not put out but was leaked about mac miller we're gonna talk about travis barker being hospitalized and courtney getting dragged in the media for how she reacted And lastly, we're going to talk about the potential Super Bowl performers of the year and why there's some controversy with who they may pick for the upcoming Super Bowl season. And yeah, before we get into this episode, make sure to rate this podcast five star on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, leave a review, screenshot you listening to it, post on your Instagram story, tell all your friends about it, and I will hit you up in your DMs. I don't know why this podcast people i work with keep putting minute long ads at the beginning of this podcast and then they like don't tell me about it i could get into a whole thing about how i feel like that's shady so i'm sorry if there's like excess ads at the beginning or end of this not me doing that and they still haven't like changed the name of the podcast back but whatever i'm not gonna complain at this very moment it's just not worth it so let's get into today's episode welcome to pop culture university Take your seats. Even when I miss you on the road, you should know I always take control. Cause the one thing I already know, know I don't feel the need. Test drive, nothing on me. Test drive, nothing. Baby, I'm so on you, so I don't ever gotta. Test drive, nothing. Test drive, nothing. And then the way you do it, I don't ever gotta. So I have some exclusive podcast tea that I'm going to tell you. And when I shared this with you, you didn't hear it from me, okay? 
because it's kind of controversial to listen to and project an artist leaked songs to the public because people think artists didn't want them released for a reason. It's an invasion of their privacy. They had that song stored on a flash drive. They didn't want anyone to hear it. Some like hacker got in and exposed the song to everyone. And that's actually what happened with Arna Grande. If you guys, I don't know why I say her name Arna. I say it like A-R-N-A. Ariana. I need to fully pronounce that. Me and her both have fucked up pronunciation issues. So Ariana Grande had a song leak three days ago. And it is one of her most emotional songs of all time that is dedicated to Mac Miller. And if you guys did not know, Mac Miller and Ariana used to date from 2016 to 2017. She definitely thought he was the one. I thought he was the one for her. I think everyone thought that because they had such a beautiful growing up together from doing The Way to then finally dating three years later. And they were just our favorite couple that got away. But we don't have to talk about that and that tragedy. Um, If you don't know, he died from a drug overdose on September 7th, 2018, at the age of 26. He missed the exclusive 27 Club, shaking my head. And him and Ariana were not actually dating when he died. He died in September. She broke up with him in April because he was starting to have a lot of problems, like crashing his car while under the influence. Thus, her song Better Off is about that. I'm better off without him. You're better off being a wild one. Yeah. Really sad. And then she got with Pete. And then when Mac Miller died, she broke up with Pete because she realized Mac was the true love of her life and she couldn't get married to Pete anymore. And then Thank You Next dropped and that number one single healed all of her wounds. She was, you know, it was all worth it if she got number one on Billboard. So anyway, she there was a song that she was starting to tease that she was going to put out during the Sweetener era called Remember. She was teasing it in the Breathe In music video. The title, like a bunch of titles of tracks were like hidden in the background, Easter egg style like Taylor Swift does. And people saw the words Remember and the two M's were capitalized. So everyone knew it was about Mac Miller, like Remember, M.M. They knew it. And they were really excited to hear it. And it was going to be on Thank You Next. And then... She said, right before Thank You Next dropped, she decided to take it off the album because she said it was too emotional, too heartbreaking, too personal to share with the world. And she did not want to. She also said that Ghostin was really personal. And she wasn't going to put it on the album, but Nasty Scooter Baron like, pushed her to a little too much and she just threw it on there. Ghostin is one of the saddest songs of all time. That song should have a trigger warning on it. If you don't know, go listen to it. It's the saddest thing ever. It's about Mac, Ariana, and Pete. Oh my God. So anyway, this song is called Remember and it leaked. The whole Ariana fandom, because I'm in that fandom, was going up in arms crazy about who leaked it, why would they do this? But at the same time, everyone wants to hear it. And I know I'm like, I feel bad for telling you guys. That's why you didn't hear it from me. But imagine your favorite artist of all time, their most emotional, personal song of all time leaks. You're going to listen to it, you know? You're going to want to hear it. You're not going to be able to resist the urge. And the song really is sad. Definitely lived up to what I was thinking. It's been three and a half years of anticipation of wondering what she said on that song. How could it be sadder than Ghostin? But I'm going to play it. So here is the leaked song. You didn't hear it from me. Remember. But it was just like a year ago. 
Sign at the stage, I was at the show Right person in my life Thought I could make it alright See you in the next life Hope you're close to the line Didn't get to say goodbye to you But I feel like I never needed to Cause in my mind you ain't gone Still be here in your phone Even though it ain't on So just in case you don't know Look at this love we have for you They say the good ones go too soon I didn't want it to be you uh-huh. I God, that song makes me feel so bad for her. How dare the universe do what it's done to Ariana Grande and Mac Miller. She's such a strong woman for being able to even write a song that personal and dive into those emotions. Like, it would definitely be therapy, but I think it'd just be too painful to get through. I don't think I could do it. And even these lyrics are so sad. She says, thought I could make it all right. See you in the next life. Hope you're close to the light. Didn't get to say goodbye to you. I feel like I never needed to. Because in my mind, you ain't gone. I still be hearing your phone, even though it's not on. God, like imagine that being your life. It's not just a song to her. She's writing about her life. That's insane. I can't believe after three and a half years, I'm finally hearing what's on this song. I feel like slightly bad, but as an RNAer, I've been dying to know what was on this song. So how could I not listen to it? I see the whole fandom talking about it so that was a song i just want to share with you guys remember for my smaller podcast community i'm happy arna is in a better place who knows how long it will be streaming for usually labels will take that shit down they may take this whole episode down so yeah maybe stream it while you can if you enjoyed it Speaking of streams, Ariana Grande became the first female artist to have seven songs with over a billion streams on Spotify because she's that bitch. Just killed another career. It's a mild day. Get ready to say goodbye for your other favorite pop girly because Ariana is the motherfucking music industry and I will stand by that. She's she's honestly my favorite and she was the first woman I ever stand. And I'm happy these days she's getting massive massive loads of success after everything she's been through she just fucking deserves it and she's the voice of our generation and everyone knows that so that's all we're gonna say about ariana let's move on to Nicki minaj queen chan lee a lot of people think that Nicki minaj right now is pregnant this bitch really does have a lot of sons Hey, pushing not these babies to leave battle rock. Hey, yo, I've been on. Bitch, you've been conned. So Nikki headlined Essence Music Festival this past weekend, and she looked fucking amazing. She did great. She did, meh. We're going to get into that. But Nikki headlined, and people noticed a baby bump. And people have honestly been noticing a baby bump on Nicki Minaj since the Met Gala. People were fat shaming her. I actually talked about that on here. Some disgusting, gross, irrelevant man had the audacity to even discuss her looks at the Met Gala. But at Essence Festival, I feel like there may have been a baby bump that she really was not even trying to hide. And something that Nicki Minaj does is she never forgets the lyrics to her songs because she is the queen pen. And she was forgetting lyrics at the Essence Music Festival. Like often she had to literally walk to the back of the stage at one point and be like, how how the fuck did I forget the lyrics to this song? And then like take a minute and say them with the crowd. Either way, it was great. I feel like half of the fun of seeing Nicki Minaj is just like seeing her in person and seeing her personality on stage. It's not even the huge performance. It's 
just being in the essence of a literal goddess like Nicki Minaj and watching her do all her goofy, funny, iconic shit. Um, and then, okay, so people were like, pregnancy brain. She was forgetting lyrics because of that. There was all this speculation going around. But finally, someone posted a TikTok of Nicki on stage, an angle where the baby bump looks visible with the caption on the video, oh, she's definitely pregnant with hard eye emojis. And Nicki Minaj liked it. Seemingly confirming that she is having her second baby. So congratulations to Nikki if she did have another baby. A lot of people are kind of mad about this. The barbs are up in arms because they don't give a fuck about her having a baby. They want her to have another album. They want her to have a fifth album. They're pissed that there might be another pushback. Nikki said her album would be out in the summer. But it's already, you know, midsummer. We haven't really gotten another sign of that. So people are annoyed with her. But to be honest, you guys, Nicki Minaj, when it comes to release dates, is a liar. She wasn't going to release it anyway. If Nicki Minaj says the summer, you you at least have to give her till the beginning the beginning of next year. That's the earliest you're going to get a song or an album from Nicki Minaj. So we weren't going to get it anyway. I'm happy for her. It's her life. She can choose what she wants to do. And I'm excited for her to birth another heir to the throne, a rightful heir. Hola, hola, hola. Okay, hola. You see me looking pretty every time you scroll up. My God, the left the blicky hit you if you stroll up. Now put your hands up, it's a whole lot. Run me the money, cause I be the baddie beat. Bobby Tink, banging body beat. Everybody beat, on my D. Yo, I gotta be in reality. Suck a D, if you doubted me. Back in the back, back in the back, back in the back, back in the back. Who on Barbie D, who on Barbie D. Everybody, who you gotta see. Honestly, on my Odyssey, on the Odyssey. I don't even know how to speak. Hat to the hat to the back, and relax. You in the back of that. If PDA was a crime, these two people would have a life sentence. We're going to talk about Travis Barker and Kourtney Kardashian. So Travis Barker was hospitalized abruptly this week on Tuesday with Kourtney by his side. He was rushed to a hospital nearest to their house. He was getting treated. He was there for a few days and no one really knew why at first. And then to make things worse, he just tweets, God save me. <laughs> That's, that, that doesn't make anything anyone feel better. He was not trying to be the strong one in this situation he was being like an emotional 13 year old girl expressing herself on twitter scaring the whole world not giving a fuck as if he has the bubonic plague god save me but eventually we found out he didn't have the bubonic plague he actually just had pancreatitis which is actually a really big deal it's like the inflammation of the pancreas with symptoms including nausea stomach pain and vomiting and then if you don't treat it quick enough it could lead to worse symptoms and cause death apparently travis's pancreatitis was caused by a colonoscopy that he had this poor man is getting exposed for having a colonoscopy now everyone's picturing him with a camera up his ass i mean i'm sure him and courtney do stuff like that all the time in the bedroom but you know i i'm sure him and courtney were making out on this hospital bed too they were probably so excited for to have a kinky play oh they probably did in the ambulance i could see it now she took off his ventilator mid-ride to make out with him on the way the ambulance workers were like what the fuck so anyway it was caused by a colonoscopy i don't know how that happened maybe they poked and prodded in there hit something they shouldn't have and now he has pancreatitis anyway he's doing better now if it was caused by the doctors who did the colonoscopy like does he still have to pay for his hospital fees he probably still had to pay like two hundred thousand dollars for it which is so fucked up but anyway he's recovering now and the paparazzi was trying to like frame kourtney kardashian and make her look really bad one of the nights that travis was in the hospital because they were posting past paparazzi photos of her out with her sisters in like a gas station just being goofy and having fun 
trying to convince whoever swiped by the article that Courtney was not giving a fuck that her man was in the hospital dying and she was just out with her sisters. Courtney would sooner let her own mother die than her obsession, Travis Barker. Do you really think she would be anywhere besides literally sitting on his lap as they're performing surgery on him? No. So Courtney responded to these paparazzi trolls and she said, and to the paparazzis who sold pictures of me out and about while my husband was in the hospital fighting for his life, those photos were taken weeks ago. I can't even remember the last time I wore that sweatsuit in the photos. I didn't forget about you. A new level of low monetizing off of our nightmare. Really savagely uncool when I actually didn't leave his side. Shame on you. Yeah, I agree. I know paparazzis stoop really low to make some money. They can make really good money off of stories that they run. So that's why they do things like that. But that is just a new level of low. Of course, Courtney is going to be there for her man. She's probably by his side the whole time. Scott had the kids. She literally probably stayed awake overnight just to make sure he was okay and everything. Because she's just that type of person. She's just a good person. So what can we learn from this situation? I think the most important thing is to be there for the people you love when they need you the most. The best way you show your love to people, I believe, is with actions. Don't just tell someone you love them. Show them that you love them. Show up for them. Be there for them when they need you the most. When people are down and out and at their lowest, that is when they truly need someone at the absolute most. And that's who they're going to remember who was really there for them as opposed to the people who were just there for them when things were going great and dandy and didn't want to go through hard times with them. That's what you do for people that you love and your friends and your family. You're there for them in sickness and for health and you stay by their side and you support them. And Courtney showed that, that she's going to do that with Travis. And I think that was an amazing display of her just being there for someone and spending multiple nights in the hospital and just being a good person to have. So we can learn that from Courtney Kardashian. Show the people that you love that you love them with your actions, not your words, and be a real bitch and be there for them. Also, before we finish the segment, speaking of people who are not there for people when they need them the most and actually go out of their way to hurt people, Tristan Thompson. So, Khloe Kardashian, as we know, has moved on. Khloe is dating a finance man. I think it's his title was like a broker or something. I don't even know what that is is i'm not a finance nerdy frat bro i barely even know how the stock market works anyway she has moved on with a man who was not famous good for her and tristan thompson was seen at the club with a new girl so they have both moved on chloe's looking for someone who's husband material and tristan is just being a little boy trying to get a girl from the bar to keep him happy for one night and then get her pregnant and pay her child support for the rest of their life and that's what he deserves do you give it to her raw? You love her or not? Nah? You risk your whole home for a hoe from the bar? You really want them hoes? You can have them, bitches. <laughs> That's through your phone by Cardi B, but it's so representative of Khloe Kardashian's life. And I'm so happy that we're finally seeing this real closure with them. They've both separated and they're going after new people. And I feel like it's finally the end. Finally putting the period at the end of the sentence. It's goodbye for them. And I'm so excited to see what's next for Chloe. And I know it's going to be nothing good for Tristan.
So people are already in talks to headline that concert with a football game on both sides of it. (laughs) Sometime in February. I forgot what that's called. But that really big concert every year that's like only 12 minutes long. I'm talking about the Super Bowl, of course. Multiple people are in talks to headline in 2023, starting with Britney Spears. Apparently, Britney Spears is negotiating performing at the Super Bowl halftime show in 2023. An amazing decision by the NFL. Those white men who run that company or whatever the fuck, that's the only smart thing they've ever done. Getting Britney Spears right now, that would be like literally fast forward through the football game. No one gives a fuck. Just flip a coin to pick the winner. Let's get to the show. That would be amazing. And Britney wants to bring out Iggy Azalea and Madonna to perform with her on stage. First of all, that's the least Iggy Azalea deserves after everything the public has done to her. That would be such amazing justice for Iggy. I can see them performing pretty girls on the TV. It'd be the ultimate campy serve of life. And that's just something that needs to happen. And then Madonna, I mean, come on, like Madonna's BBL and Britney's chaotic energy. That would be... I don't think it'd be the best performance of all time, but it would be a really entertaining performance with a lot of passion. And that's what we need. Britney Spears has been at the Super Bowl before, but she was just like a guest on someone's show. But now I think it's her time. And imagine her dropping her comeback single sometime between now and then and then performing it and having that full circle moment of her getting to do the biggest performance of the year. Ah, that's what we need. I need to see Britney up there doing those spins and twirls i want her to choreograph it i want her to choose everything and at the end i want her to burn the place down anyway apparently jamie lynn spears is actually also in talks to appear at the 2023 super bowl scanning tickets at the north entrance i'm kidding miley cyrus is also in talks to the super bowl apparently they always have a few different options and then probably just negotiate whoever the fuck is cheaper to get to do the show. So Miley Cyrus is also in talks. I mean, come on. She'd be fucking amazing, phenomenal. Truly someone who's had a long enough and impactful enough career. We're talking about The Climb, Party in the USA, We Can't Stop, anything from Hannah Montana, a billion other hits. She's just a legend. And I would love to see that. We can go from like Hannah Montana to like hip hop, bangers era to rock like Miley Cyrus you're kidding I that performance must happen I know she'd have the best guest and would be iconic let's talk about okay so those those are two people in talks to do 2023 let's talk about the other years uh, I believe 2020 Super Bowl with Jennifer Lopez and Shakira so if you guys don't remember Jennifer Lopez and Shakira both did the Super Bowl halftime show in 2020 they split the time between the two of them And Jennifer Lopez just came out with a documentary called Halftime, where she chronicles the journey leading up to her performing at the Halftime show. There's a lot going on in her life, like the Oscars and the Golden Globes and so many exciting big moments in her career. And the Super Bowl was one of them. But something that she said in this documentary kind of rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. And that is that she didn't want to share the Super Bowl halftime show with Shakira. She wanted it basically all to herself. So there was all these headlines saying that Jennifer Lopez is being a diva and disrespecting Shakira. She doesn't want to share the stage with her. She is shading Shakira. What a shady bitch. She doesn't want to share her spotlight, blah, 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 blah. There's all these gross headlines going around about it. Before the full halftime 
documentary even came out. So people didn't even know the full story. And that is not what was going on. Jennifer Lopez had no problem with Shakira. There was no fighting or anything or dispute going on between them. They worked together beautifully and they were on the same page the whole time. What Jennifer Lopez was actually saying is that she didn't feel like it was right. That J-Lo and Shakira, who are these two iconic women in entertainment, have some of the biggest careers of all time, are getting disrespected and basically being told by the NFL and the world that they aren't successful enough in their own right or don't have the stature in their career to do this performance by themselves because it's historically done by one person. Like, why would The Weeknd get his own performance? Why would Maroon 5 get their own performance and Jennifer Lopez and Shakira have to split it up? It's almost like degrading. It's belittling. It's saying that men can do a better job than women can. And Jennifer Lopez actually said it was an insult to think that you needed two Latinas to do a job that one artist has historically done. That's where her problem was about splitting it up. It was never because she was annoyed she had to share it with Shakira or something with Shakira. It was always because she felt disrespected. And then her and Shakira actually had a moment in the halftime show documentary, if you haven't seen it yet, spoiler, where she said to Shakira, this is the worst idea in the world to have two people do the Super Bowl. It was the worst idea ever. We only get 12 minutes. Split up, we only get six. So we have like 30 seconds of a song. And then if we want to do a song and take a minute, that's it. We only have five minutes left. And there's got to be certain songs that we sing, though. You know what I mean? Like, we have to have our singing moments. It's not just going to be a dance fucking review. If it was a double headliner, they should have given us 20 minutes. That's what they should have fucking done. That was her real problem that they were both getting stripped from maybe getting able to show off their careers like these other men. Instead, uh, now they're not. They have to do the whole thing in a condensed, fast-forwarded version because the NFL didn't think they were exciting enough alone. I feel like J-Lo definitely has a point and I definitely understand where she's coming from with this whole thing. Her and Shakira are both undeniably more entertaining than The Weeknd and Maroon 5. A few people have done it in the last few years. Like The Weeknd just like ran around that mirror room and Maroon 5 just like took off his shirt and had Travis Scott. They weren't really memorable at all and Shakira and J-Lo could have handled it for sure. So I totally understand why J-Lo felt like it was insulting. I don't think they, I don't think that was the intention of casting them both together because the people at NFL truly didn't feel like they were exciting enough by themselves. I think the people at the Super Bowl definitely thought they were exciting enough by themselves. They, I think they just wanted, you know, to make the most money that they could with this halftime show and draw on as many viewers as they possibly could. And it was in Miami that year. They wanted a Latina. Who knows if they were ever going to choose J-Lo or Shakira again. So they probably thought, that if they have them both, they could have this extra sexy Latina like extravaganza. And they thought that was the best money maker for both of them. So I don't think it was meant to be taken as an insult. The NFL is weird, though, with who they choose to do it completely by themselves. Like, why would they really give Maroon 5 all that time to do whatever he wanted to? Why would they give Justin Timberlake this, the stage again? He's obviously not as exciting as either of them. You know, The weekend did he even have any guest they're so confusing but i feel like they forced other people to have guests on the show to make it more exciting like they made coldplay have beyonce and bruno mars and i'm sure coldplay wasn't very excited about that because obviously you're going to get shown up if those two people are performing with you last year like six hip-hop artists did it all together i'm sure they felt like they could each do it by themselves like 
Eminem was in it. Mary J. Blige was in it. Both those people could have done it completely by themselves. Madonna had like so many guests when she was on it. So they always try to fill it up more, but that's just, I think we're the intention was with the people at the nfl but the show was a huge success it was actually the most watched super bowl halftime show of all time and i genuinely think it is the best in the public opinion too it is most people's favorite show ever it's my favorite show ever they both killed it and it was so insanely entertaining and i kind of like i'm happy that they did it together and i think maybe it was a good idea because it was just nonstop action so good Anyway, let's talk about something else about J-Lo. So J-Lo's daughter, Emmy, was actually in her Super Bowl halftime show with her. They performed Born in the USA together and Let's Get Loud. And Emmy was assigned girl at birth, female at birth. And J-Lo, the other day, brought Emmy on stage with her again. But this time J-Lo announced Emmy as they, them pronouns when Emmy came on stage. So people were like, oh my goodness, is this J-Lo letting all of us know that her daughter now identifies as non-binary? And people weren't really sure. And then they zoomed in and noticed that on Emmy's flag, there was a rainbow flag, kind of insinuating that Emmy is queer and a part of the LGBTQ community. And I'm obsessed with this. And now it's kind of just accepted that J-Lo's child is non-binary. And Emmy has also had like a pretty big stylistic change in their appearance in the last few years. Like when Emmy was young, they were dressing as just a stereotypical girl in foo-foo dresses and sparkles and shit like that to then kind of like being a preteen and cutting her hair and dyeing it teal green, you know, having her King Kylie era and dressing more boho and chic and things like that, like hippie. And now Emmy has even shorter hair, a traditional boy's lengths and wearing, you know, boy dress shoes and well, they were performing with J-Lo. They were wearing an oversized boys jersey style button-up shirt with baggy shorts. But they looked happier than ever. And I'm obsessed with this revelation that J-Lo gave to us and how much J-Lo wanted to show off her child, who was non-binary, who was so supportive and phenomenal with the whole thing. And I mean, just looked happier than ever. And I'm sure she's so thankful to have a parent who is so embracing and happy for their kid to just express themselves how they want to and what feels right to them and i'm so happy that j-lo gave everyone this representation and j-lo is a bad bitch for that and so what can we learn from this i think to the parents out there support your child for who they are let them express themselves and be themselves that's going to be the most conducive to their happiness and success in life and for anyone who's not a parent support your friends and family members for who they are and just let people be themselves as long as they're not harming anyone let people live how they want to act how they want to dress how they want to and it's your job to just be supportive of that and let people be themselves and thrive as who they want to be it's not really our space to judge or show them that we're uncomfortable it's just our space to understand and love not judge Thank you for listening to Pop Culture University today and attending class. I didn't have to mark your ass absent. Thank you so much for coming. I hope you had a great time listening and getting the tea and just chatting with me. I hope you have an amazing rest of the week. And it's only Tuesday, so still ample opportunity to get your ass out there. 
be productive, make that money, do something today that the future you would be thankful for. Don't be too hard on yourself this week. All of your problems have a solution. You can overcome anything that is thrown your way. You are and you have everything that you will ever need. So do not go into the rest of the week or the weekend with fear. Go in there with confidence knowing that you are enough for any single situation that you will come across in this next week and you will handle it flawlessly, perfectly, and everything will work out to the best opportune outcome it can and the way it's supposed to be. So have a great rest of your week. I love you. And don't forget to write this podcast. You're already here. You may as well do so on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave a cute little review and then screenshot yourself listening to it. Post it on your Instagram story and tag me and I'll hit you up in your DMs. And yeah, also merch. I'm still talking about that. Look out for that. DM me with your ideas because I love hearing them. Well, I kind of like get it all worked out. I don't know how long that typically takes, but I will definitely update you guys. All the updates about this podcast are on my Instagram as well. So if you're not following me in there, definitely do that. It's at Patty Pop Culture. No spaces or anything. And yeah, have a great rest of your day. Okay, love you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.